like to say good evening to everyone evening. and welcome to another lecture presented by the Syracuse class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organizations. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization that is dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of the eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in 1958, and since that time we have established branch schools across the United States, Canada, and other foreign countries. The Syracuse branch was established in 1969. At this time, I'd like to introduce the Dean of the Syracuse branch, Dr. Patrick Trevison. Now, in this school and throughout the lecture this evening, we'll be using a true, oh, and our Vice President, Dr. Jan Kmeny. I'm looking around. <laughs> And uh, in this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title for the Father, the Word, or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. True name of your Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It's been improperly substituted in most Bibles with the title Lord. For the Word or Son, we use a divine title Elohim. This has been substituted in most Bibles with the title God. And the name of the Holy Spirit manifesting in or out of a physical body is Yahshua Messiah. This has been improperly substituted with Jesus or Jesus Christ. Now, Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. We now know each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title, which means Elohim is the title that your Creator chose for Himself. Jesus is a name, but it's an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part into an encyclopedia or dictionary would prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, or the Latin language contain any character or letter in their alphabet that would produce a sound that is made by the letter J. Neither was there a J in the English language until some 1400 years after the death of the Messiah. Therefore, making such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible and untrue renderings of the true name of the Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Now Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, is pure spirit, and in his pure spirit state he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. And if you take a look at this chart, you'll see that we have this cloud, fiery cloud, painted all the way around the edges of the chart so that everything on the chart is within that cloud. In like manner, everything in the creation abides within this pure spirit state of Yahweh. And Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, takes on shape and takes on form right within himself as Yahweh Elohim. This is the Word, or Son, a superincorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. Now, this visionary shape and form can only be seen by divine visions and only understood by divine revelation. Now, later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body, walked the earth plane as Yahshua Messiah, whom the world has come to know erroneously as Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of our Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? 
you can get a better understanding of its name and title by reading a preface to a Holy Name Bible. Now also in this school we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. We call it a divine pattern because this is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the wilderness of Sinai, he then called Moses on top of Mount Sinai and revealed this tabernacle pattern to him in a vision. Moses was instructed to return to the wilderness and build one exactly as he had seen in the mount. This tabernacle pattern is, a most, is comprised of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. And in this school we show proof how that everything is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Now in this school we have ten primary constitutional aims or objectives, they are as follows. First is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second is to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third is to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth is to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religion, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth is to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth is to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the dragon, or Satan, or the devil, or the dragon is Satan, and his demons Demon. operating the mystery of iniquity on earth. You got it all? <laughs> operating the mystery of not on earth through the dispensations of time. Uh, eighth is to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there's no other name given among men whereby man can be saved saving the name of Yahshua Messiah. Intent is to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua Messiah with a hope of immortal glorification in the newer state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. I'd like to have this evening's, this meeting dedicated with a prayer uh, by Dr. Lloyd Bennett. That'll be followed by a scripture reading, which is Ephesians, the second chapter. Our scripture readers this evening are Dr. Trissy uh, Bennett and Dr. Deb Cometti. Good evening, class. Good evening. Take a moment and offer a prayer unto our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, and thank Him for gathering us together again in His name. We thank Him for, we thank you, Yahshua, for making this great truth real within us. We thank you, Yahshua, for showing us a mystery that the world can't see. We thank you, Yahshua. You have made us whole. You has caused us to love, to appreciate the truth. You have taught us to hold on in, in peace and just watch what you do one day to the next, Yahshua. We are so thankful the things you have shown us. We ask you this one thing, Yahshua, 
together tonight that you would cause us to love each other as you have shown us love in the reality of it. It has become so strong within us, this desire that we love you. May we all say, class. Good evening. I have the pleasure of reading Ephesians, the second chapter for you from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities in various manuscripts revised by A.B. Trena, the Scripture Research Association, Incorporated. Ephesians, the second chapter. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our deportment in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But Yahweh, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with the Messiah, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Yahshua the Messiah, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Yahshua the Messiah. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of Yahweh not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Yahshua the Messiah unto good works, which Yahweh hath, hath, has before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past heathens in the flesh, who called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without the Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without Elohim in the world. But now, in Yahshua the Messiah, you who formerly were far off are made near by the blood of the Messiah. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto Yahweh in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. 
and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the sons and of the household of Yahweh, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Yahshua the Messiah himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple unto Elohim, in whom you are also builded together for a habitation of Elohim, through the Spirit. It was Ephesians, the second chapter. Hallelujah. And uh, thank you for the scripture, Dr. Bennett, and Dr. Bennett for the prayer. Now, our first speaker this evening, it's my pleasure to introduce the Dean of Syracuse Branch, Dr. Patrick Trevison. <coughs> Everybody. Good evening, Mark. Uh, this was one of the scripture readings that they used as a scripture reading in Springfield. And I thought, in my mind, I thought, oh, for sure. They're going to put people up that are going to deal with the new covenant whatever. And of course, they put somebody up to work with. You had a choice. Wow. I mean, it just was, wow. it just didn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it's not that the scripture reading didn't make any sense. It's where the speaker took it. There was no reason to take it there. That's what they did. You'll have to listen to the lectures yourself. Be your own judge. Don't listen to what I say. I'd like to say one other thing before I get started. Uh, I am not going to be able to do any lifting for the next two or three months. Any lifting. So I can get here early, but I feel funny watching other people do most of the work. And people that are capable of doing work either sit around or don't do anything. Or don't come till it's late. We need your help. We need your help. Folks need to step up. We're not getting any younger. Mm -hmm. It pains me to have to say stuff like this. I shouldn't have to say stuff like this. 
Did Brett ever have to say these kind of things in Albuquerque? Never. Yeah, see? You never want to. And we're not laying down do's and don'ts. It's not what we're doing. We're asking for help. That's all. Now, I love this second chapter of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really kind of composed of two parts. And the first part is just loaded. And the second part is loaded, but it's loaded in a different way. It's showing how us, being Gentiles, being non-Jews, came to be part of the Messiah's body. Right. How we came to be members of his bride. How we were grafted in how he brought us in to his assembly. So it's kind of different than the first part, but then again, it's not different than the first part. You follow me? Now, we kind of dealt with this. We touched on this in Springfield, and we're going to have it read again because I think this is... This is a very touching little article that you will enjoy. And it's from uh, this, this magazine I get, which is called, uh, it's called The Week. And I get it, they send it to me every couple, three weeks. And it's got all kinds of stuff that goes on around the world. Sometimes you find these interesting items hmm. where you'd never think you'd find them. Just strange little things. But this is what Deb is going to read. Okay, so this is the week, October 6, 2023. And the article is titled, The Pope Who Ignored the Holocaust. This is the Pope who ignored the Holocaust. Now, you all know what the Holocaust was, right? Yes. And you know that in large part, Israel, when it became a nation again in 1948, immediately they were attacked by the countries of Syria, Jordan and Egypt. And everybody thought, that's it for them. They're cooked. Well, in six days, they annihilated the combined armies of those three countries. It's called the Six-Day War. Okay? Took place in 1967. I think Golda Meir was the prime minister then. Now, Seven years down the road, what happened on the Jubilee, okay, or the 
fiftieth year, I should say the fiftieth. Okay? Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. They call it Yom Kippur. I don't know if that's uh, Yiddish or some form of Hebrew or what. It was called the Yom Kippur War. And they attacked Israel on that date because it was June 6th. It was Israel's Day of Atonement. Everybody follow? And once again, Israel prevailed and annihilated these, these Arab armies. And the reason we worked with all this was because these were Arabs that were invading them. And the Arabs and the Jews were brothers. They came from the same parents, the same father, different mothers. One was by Ishmael. Hagar. They came from Abraham. Mm -hmm. Is everybody following me? Mm -hmm. You got to go back into Genesis and read about it on your own so you can determine that the things we're telling you are accurate. And uh, Abraham had one woman. She was a bond woman. And the bond woman had a son by Abraham. Right. His name was Ishmael. Ishmael. And the Arab nations come from him. But he was not the son of promise. Right. The son of promise came from Abraham also, but came from Sarah, whose name was Sarai. But with the new covenant comes new name. a new name. So her name was changed to Sarah. And his name was Abram, but it was changed to Abraham. With well, a new covenant always comes a new name. Anyway, you had Isaac, you had Abraham. They were brothers. Brothers. Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac and Ishmael. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Don't mean to confuse the issue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then down the road you get Esau and Jacob, brothers. You know, and there's always this enmity yeah. between them and this hatred. Just, you can go all the way back to Cain and Abel. I got them too. Okay. And you can bring it all the way down to Yahshua and Judas. What tribe were they from? Judah. The tribe of Judah. They were brothers. And yet, the enmity between them, you see? But Yahshua has to fulfill what happened in the law and the prophets. 
So we're showing how this has always gone on through the law and the prophets. There's always been this warfare. There's always been this enmity between these brothers. And that's what's going on now over there. How did I get off on this? <laughs> Start talking about the article. The article, but yeah. Oh, we were talking about the second part of the scripture reading. Yes. How the Gentile is grafted in with the Jew, mm -hmm. and we're made one again. Just as they were one way back at one time. And it was on June 6th that this happens. And then Yahshua, in fulfillment, this is on June 6th when this law is spoken in. On June 6th, 1490 B.Y., years before the birth of the Messiah, this is not, this does not mark the beginning of a new age. The beginning of a new age begins on the day of Pentecost which is 33 years after the Messiah's birth, when he is resurrected from that tomb, and the Holy Spirit is poured out in the hearts and minds of men, begins a brand new age. That's June 6th, 33 A.D., June 6th, because he has to fulfill that back there. This was a jubilee. All the Jews were in... Let's pick it up, okay? It's in uh, Acts, the second chapter. Acts 2 and 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, what does Penta mean? Five. 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 Means five. Pentecost, or 50. Right. Or principle of five. Right. Read. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. Now, this line right here, is represented right here in the picture. That picture right there is the same thing that's over there on that chart. This is 33 AD. This is where they are in the upper room. And a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Read. 
and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Read. There appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire. Cloven tongues as of fire, because Yahshua, or John the Baptist told them, I indeed baptize you with water, but there is one that cometh after me, whose shoes I am not worthy to fill. Right. That he will baptize you with fire right. and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Right. So the rushing mighty wind represents that Holy Spirit. And the cloven tongues of fire, that's the fire he talked about. Read that. And it sat upon each of them. It sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now they were filled. Once you're filled, there's not room for anything else. And we used to teach a long time ago that you could have a carnal mind and the Holy Spirit at the same time. We did. <laughs> it was taught all over New York. And the founder set that straight. <laughs> No, no, no. That's the way it is. Okay. And it's the way it is. Do you understand? It's one or it's the other. You can't have both natures dwelling in a body at the same time. Read. Mm -hmm. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews. Devout men out of every nation under heaven. Devout men who had come to Jerusalem from all over the earth. Read. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. They all heard them their own language. How can this be? How can this be? Now, my question to you is this. Why were all these devout Jews from all over the earth in Jerusalem then? The Jubilee. It's right here. Yeah. See now, Fred was a master with these kind of things. Why these? Why these holidays took place when they did the Jubilee? It was fifty years. Seven times seven, mm -hmm. and then you add a year. It's 50 years, mm -hmm. the Jubilee. And every 50 years, they had to get together and they had to forgive all the people. The slaves were forgiven and people that owed them money, their debts were forgiven. And it was, this, it was a huge celebration every 50 years. So they were all in Jerusalem on this year when that Holy Spirit was poured out and they heard it in their own tongue even though all these different countries were there. Do you understand? 
And that's when the Holy Spirit was poured out. That's when, that's when the Holy Spirit was first made available to mankind on a permanent basis. Now, seven years later, seven years, because it took seven years to build the temple. It took seven years to build this temple. Solomon's temple I'm talking about. The first one. And there was a court for the what there? The Gentiles. So to fulfill that, the Gentiles have to be brought in to the spiritual temple. So seven years later, there has to be a there has to be a the Holy Spirit has to be poured out on the Gentiles. That's everybody in this room. We were all Gentiles. Every one of us were, none of, we would all been left out of the picture. All of us. Because mm -hmm. none of us in here was a natural born Jew. Right. And this is what it's talking about in the second part of the scripture reading. Look, let's just pick up one verse or so. Uh, uh, you got to pick it up in 11. I'm sorry. Ephesians 2 and 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time, in time past, Gentiles in the flesh. Now, listen, who is this letter being written to? To the people of Ephesus. The people in Ephesus. Yes. Which was a city which is on the coast of modern-day Turkey. Okay? There was a class back there. And there was a Hebrew who was in charge of the class. But the rest of the people were all pretty much Greeks. Ephesus. And he's telling them, you who in times past, right? Yes. Read. Gentiles in the flesh. You were Gentiles in the flesh. You were, you were Greeks. You were Gentiles. Who are called uncircumcision. They were called the uncircumcision. Why? Because they didn't have to be circumcised. They didn't have to be circumcised. Jews had to be circumcised under the old law. Gentiles didn't have to be. Read. Are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time you were without the Messiah. Now notice he makes the, he makes the, he clarifies there. He says, the circumcision made by hands. hands. There's a circumcision that's made with hands. And there's a circumcision made of your heart. Right. Totally different. Without hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. ah, okay. 
What have I got myself into up here? <laughs> Read, please. 12, that at that time you were without the Messiah, being aliens from the Commonwealth of Israel. You were, we were aliens. We were all aliens. From the Commonwealth of Israel. Read. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Strangers from the covenant of promise. The covenant of promise was originally given to who? The Jews. The Jews. And originally given to which son? Isaac. 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 Had to have been Isaac. You understand? Yeah. He was the son of promise. Promise, right. Although Ishmael had an inheritance, he received an inheritance. But he was not the son of promise. And that set up these wars way back long ago. But read, please. From the covenants of promise, having no hope and without Yahweh in the world. Well, we had, look, we did, I did. <laughs> My first class down here, I was 30 years old. 30 years old, first time I walked through a door, okay? I had never heard the name Yahweh in my life. Never heard it in my life. Mm -hmm. Never even heard it. Right. Never. I, <laughs> I opened up a few things in the Psalms and in the New Testament when I was in the army because it said it would comfort me and I was on guard duty at night by myself. It was dark out. I was depressed. So I opened them and I read them and I was still depressed. And I said, that's the end of that. That was, oh, that, that was my entire entire dealings with the Bible, period, until I came in to class. I said, well, that's the end of that. That didn't do any good. <laughs> Read. 13, but now in Yahshua the Messiah, you who sometimes... But now... Since they have received the Holy Spirit. Right. And you can read about this in Acts, the 10th and 11th chapter. You can read about this for yourself. Read. But now, in Yahshua and the Messiah, you, who sometimes were far off, are made near. You were far off. You, aren't you might say near. I was far off. I was out there, out there. Oh my goodness, read. You are made near. You are Messiah. made near. By the blood of the Messiah. By the blood of the Messiah. Read. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, he has made both one. Both what? Nations. Both nations. Both people. The Jew and the, and the Gentile. Gentiles. 
Now he's made them one. He's made them one. Yes. Mean. And has broken down the middle wall of partition. And has broken us. down the middle wall of partition. Between us. Between us. That wall was there. He just broke it down. Right. Just broke it down. Just like when we came to class and we heard that name Yahweh for the first time. First time. 30 years old I sat there while I was way in the back of the room. <laughs> and that name it just the mighty fortress right down the walls <laughs> all my life I built this fortress yep <laughs> that's all it took was that name boom down right you know what I'm saying that those walls protected our ego right protected that image we had of ourselves right and we we let nothing impregnate those walls that that's until we heard that name 47 years ago and my wife was was with me that was our first class together so i just wanted to read that part mm -hmm. okay broken down the walls i made the two of us one mm -hmm. and there's a lot more there but now i want to go to the first verse ephesians 2 and 1 yes and you hath he quickened no you you <coughs> How'd you know I was going <laughs> 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 And you. Yes, there is a you. And you. Hath he quickened. What does quicken mean? Made alive. Made alive. Made alive. Look it up. Don't take our word for these things. Look the word quicken up. Quicken means made alive. Now, if he had to make us alive, what were we when we walked in the door? Dead. 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 What do you mean dead? I was walking, I was breathing, I was smoking a Winston. I was just as alive as could be. I was dead in my heart, dead in my soul, because I didn't know one single thing about my Creator. And that's the part of me that was dead. Because Adam, when he ate of that fruit, that's where he died. He died in his soul. Yes. So where did mankind have to be made alive? In their soul. It's just that simple. The man died in his soul. He had to be made alive in his soul. Boom. 
It's so pretty and it's so simple, but it's so profound and the whole world has missed it. Read, please. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, who's the prince of the power of the air? Satan. That's the mystery of iniquity. That's the devil. Yes. The prince of the power of the air. Yes. Read. The prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, I don't want to be a child of disobedience. I want to be obedient. I mean, I do. That's just what I want to do. Read. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath read, please. even as others but Yahweh who is rich in mercy but Yahweh but now listen this, these little three letter prepositions are so important but <laughs> Yahweh who is rich in mercy. 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 It didn't say, but Yahweh who is rich in works. <laughs> Yahweh who is rich in mercy. Read. For his great love wherewith he loved us. With his great love wherewith he loved us while we were yet sinners. Yes, yet unlovable, but you'll get in trouble saying that because you can't find it in the book, even though in principle it's accurate. But in the book it does say while we were yet sinners. Right. He still loved us. Read. Five, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with the Messiah. He quickened us while we were dead in sins. And in First Corinthians, Corinthians 15, uh, start reading in one for me quick. First Corinthians 15 and 1. Mm -hmm. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Now, who's this speaking, Deb? This is Paul. This is Paul. Mm -hmm. And he's speaking to the people in Corinth, mm -hmm. the class there. Mm -hmm. And he's telling them, moreover, I declare unto you the gospel. Read. Which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and in which you stand. And in which you stand. By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Yes, read. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. Mm-hmm. That Yahshua the Messiah died for our sins. Died for our sins. That's what he's saying there. Yes. Died for us while we were yet in our sins. Yes. 
Okay, keep reading there, man. Ephesians 2 and 5, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with the Messiah. By grace you are saved. By grace you are saved. Now, by grace, I'm not going to go any farther with this. Okay. I don't want to go farther with this. Not, not right now. By grace you are saved. By grace, you are saved. Martin Luther made a mess of this. He went up, up against, he was, a, he was a Catholic priest. And he went up against the whole establishment and said, it's not by works. This is not by works. And then he turned around and brought baptism and suppers back into his writings. <clears throat> He brought works and grace both together. He put oil and water together and slapped them all together and said, there you go. Not going to work. Now, Deb, I'd like you to read that article, please. Okay, this is The Pope Who Ignored the Holocaust by Antonio... Cariotti. Pope Pius XII was no saint, said Antonio Cariotti, and he must never become one. The he was no saint. Now, what they're doing is they're trying to make... He was Pope... It was Pope Pius, right? Yep. The second. The twelfth. The twelfth, I mean. And uh, they want to canonized him, which means they want to make him a saint. And this article is saying he was no saint. Well, <laughs> yes, I have the, a copy of the Concordat back at my house if you want to read it. In any event, um, there's a lot of history here which you may be unfamiliar with, but you can check these things. Check him when he was the Pope and read about uh, there were Jews who were in Rome. Where was the last place that Paul preached the gospel? Rome. There was a school that was in Rome. There was a class that was in Rome. They were putting people to death who were in Rome. There were people that believed in Yahshua in Rome, all down through the Middle Ages. And then the Nazis come to power, and they go in there, and they're going all through Europe, and they're rounding up Jews in France, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Poland, Germany, everywhere. Everywhere. Read. The Vatican has long been stalled in its effort to be beatify? beatify. beatify mm -hmm. Pius XII, who led the church from 1939 to 1958 because of concerns over his inaction during the Holocaust. Because of concerns over his 
in action. Because when he saw what was going on, he didn't speak out, he didn't say anything, he didn't do anything. To try to help these people in their plight. And people tried to get him to help too. Read. Now there is new evidence demonstrating that he knew or should have known that the Nazis were slaughtering the Jews. Now there is new evidence. Well, it's not new to me, but it's probably new to a lot of people. Okay? Mm-hmm. Read. Last week, Vatican Arch... I don't know. Archivist? Archivist? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Coco <coughs> discovered a yellowed letter sent by the German Jesuit Lothar Kong to the Pope's private secretary in December 1942. The document warned the Pope that up to 6,000 men die every day. 6,000 men were dying every day. Especially Poles and Jews. Especially Poles and Jews, read. In the blast furnace at the Belzic concentration camp. Mm-hmm. When the Vatican never, while the Vatican never claimed ignorance of deportation, it could not, as in 1943, some 1,000 Jews were rounded up just blocks from St. Peter's Square. It had long been maintained that the Pope believed concentration camps were only detention centers and did not know that the Nazis were persecuting Jews specifically for their religion. That so the Pope claimed ignorance, even though a thousand of them were rounded up a block from the Vatican. A thousand. You round up a thousand people, that's a lot of people. Yep. You imagine if we had a thousand people here in class? Right. People would, people would look out the windows. Say, Margaret, what's going on down there? <laughs> Read. That defense was always feeble. Now it's impossible. Now it's impossible. Coco's letter proves that as increasingly numerous and detailed reports reached the Vatican on the atrocities committed by the Nazis, Pius XII preferred to stay silent. He preferred to stay silent. He basically sealed the fate of these people that were being rounded up in Italy. He had a a pact going on with von Ribbentrop, who was uh, one of Hitler's henchmen. Joachim von Ribbentrop. Read about it. Mm -hmm. Telling you, don't take my word for it. Read, please. Whatever his reasons for doing nothing while six million Jews were slaughtered, nobody can say he did not know. Nobody can say he did not know. And this is an organization that wants to make him a saint. Yeah. And this is the organization Frank Tachu came from. <laughs> and this is the organization 
calm before you start laughing that you came from. This is the organization I came from. This is the organization where my wife went to high school. This is the organization where John came from. Mm -hmm. Me too. There were a lot of us that with this, listen, my point is this. Count your blessings of where you sit. Oh yeah, definitely. That you came from an organization that allowed people to be murdered during World War II. We knew nothing about this. You understand? Yahweh Elohim has opened these things up to us. Yahshua has opened these things up to us. Otherwise, we would never know. And they want to make him a saint. Count your blessings that you have come out of that darkness. Out of this stygian, black darkness. Mm -hmm. I thank you very much for your patience. I'll turn that back over to the moderator. I hope someone was out of fight. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Trevison. And our next speaker is my honor to address the Deb Committee. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Deb. I'll say this, some people, some Catholic people would freak out if they heard the way Ricky was talking about popes because they're, they're God's representative on earth, you know. They, they would just totally freak out if they, you know, if they heard that. And we're just so fortunate that we don't have that, uh, you know, honoring a man and all that, like, you know, you're in a bondage to a man, and they just prove over and over and over again about the popes at just how wicked and evil and the bad things that they would do, and just, they were corrupt. They were carnal minds. They were not inspired or did not have the Holy Spirit. Very obvious. Um, I, I, you know, class was very stimulating um, to me tonight, and there's so much to talk about. Um, with this gospel, um, I want to go back to First uh, Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, please. And um, somebody else get First Timothy. First Corinthians 15, 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which ye also ye have received, and in which ye stand. Now, He's saying, I am, now Paul went through hell. He, he put hell on people, and then he went through hell. And that man was blinded, and he didn't know if that was ever going to come off him. But he was blinded for three days. So he went through some stuff, you know. 
And he also put people through stuff. He was right at Stephen stoning, and he held the coats of the people that were throwing the stones. So he, Paul's gone through some stuff, okay? So now he's saying, I'm preaching the gospel unto you, and the gospel being, go ahead, Sam. By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, now, unless ye have believed in vain. Paul, it says over there in Acts, from morning till night, right. Paul would get together with people that would listen to him, and he would preach Yahshua the Messiah. And what he would preach is how Yahshua died, okay, mm -hmm. he was buried, and he resurrected. Now, that is the gospel, and, and Paul's going to talk about it. And this gospel is good news. And the reason it's good news is because when Yahshua resurrects, he then is allowed to pour out his spirit in the hearts and minds of men. Mm -hmm. See, he wasn't allowed to do that here, and he wasn't doing it here in the tomb. But once he resurrects, he is at this point in his purpose for coming on the earth plane, he's allowed to put his spirit in the hearts and minds of men. And that's what Ricky had read in Acts. They're up in the upper room, and yep. those people don't know what's up. They know they were happy for three years with Yahshua, and Yahshua showed them so many signs and miracles, and he was the one, and they were so happy. We found him, it says over in John 1, We found him, who the law and the prophets spoke of that would come. We have found him. And then Whammo, he's on a cross. He is, you can read over in Isaiah, he's marred. His body is beaten beyond visage or beyond being able to recognize him as right. a man. This is nice. This yeah, is nice. This, this is no reality. And I found that out wicked when me and Peg went to see the Passion. They started taking those whips and they had like a hook in the end. And when they would whip him, they'd pull it back and it would tear the flesh. Yes. And it just went on and on and on what he suffered. I mean, this looks bad enough, but this is nothing compared to what really happened. He was marred beyond any visage that you would recognize him as Yahshua. Okay, so he goes through this death. Okay, he's on the cross. Then he's buried, and then he resurrects. At this point, when he resurrects and they see him, it's Acts the first chapter, when they see him at this point, then he's able to do what he's sent to do, and that is to pour it out. And once that's poured out in their hearts and in their minds, conversion, change, absolute difference, and their total being is changed. Now, Dr. Kinley said one time, I thought it was pretty, pretty, uh, Interesting, he said, I didn't like rice or beans. I didn't like rice before. <laughs> I didn't like rice before I had the vision and revelation, right. and I still don't. <laughs> That's a carnal thing, right? Yeah. But his take was absolutely changed. He told his wife, I'll no more ever be the same. That's yeah. not just Dr. Kinley, that's all of us. Yeah. We'll yeah. never be the same. We'll never look at this creation in the same way because we can appreciate every single thing in the creation from the heavens to the oceans show us something about Yahweh, right. okay? So now let's continue with this gospel. 
because it said it has the power to save us. Now that matters because we were all headed for the, you know how they talk about the Jews and the 6,000 that were killed. We were all headed for the furnace. And what do I mean by that? The lake of fire. We were all headed for that because we knew not Yahweh. And you can read about that in Thessalonians. Paul, again, is talking about those that don't know Yahweh. Right. So when you start to realize somebody pulled you out of line from going to the fiery furnace and pulled you over here and you didn't have money to pay, you weren't pretty enough, you weren't popular enough, they just pulled you out of line. That's what's happened to us. We've been pulled out of the line of the fiery furnace. And we can t so understand that by the concentration camps and the Jews. I'll tell you, when I was younger, and we were at a conference in 1985, and they were dealing with the Jews and all that crap with, the, you know, Hitler and everything, I, I had to leave class. I could not hear it. I was not able to hear the atrocities to humankind. Or just trying to imagine how I would undertake something like that with you know my family or, or whatever I, it was just too much for me at the at the time mm -hmm. and still yeah I have to just trust Yahweh because it's not one of my favorite topics I just I can't anyway go ahead Sam for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. So Paul's telling you he's got the Holy Spirit. That's what I received is the power of the gospel. Paul has been saved. He went from being a blasphemer. He went from hunting down the Yashuans and totally changed. And we have too. We've totally changed. I'll tell you what. My goal and my drives for Friday and Saturday night were definitely not Bible study. <laughs> right? My boyfriend picked me up from work. We went right to happy hour. And it didn't stop until, you know. But it sure, yeah, Sunday night. It sure wasn't this. And, and John's testimony was that he all of a sudden was kind of, he worked a crucible, it's a steel mill. And he had a Bible. And he didn't kind of want people to see him carrying it, but he wanted to read the Bible because all this stuff was happening, you know. And, you, and then all of a sudden, you don't care. Who knows you're carrying the Bible? Right. It's so powerful. And that's what Paul, happened to Paul. And you know, when Paul first got the Holy Spirit, he says, I did not go confer with the other disciples or apostles. For three years. See what I'm saying? And, you know, probably thank goodness, because I don't think he was their favorite. They knew that he was killing Yashuans, <laughs> you know? I mean, he might, you know. So now he's experienced what I've also received, right, Sam? Yep. That which I've also received. Let's stay right on it. Go ahead. That Yahshua died for our sins according to the scriptures. So this man is not a criminal. He's not a raper. He's not a robber. He's not a thief. He's not a pedophile. He's not a murderer. He's nothing. He died for our sins. And you say, well, I wasn't back there. Look at the high priest. We're talking about the Day of Atonement. Mm -hmm. The high priest goes in yep. on the Day of Atonement. Okay. 
and he pushes this curtain back. There's this curtain is never open right here. He pushes this curtain back. Guess where it's going? It's going from right, right to here. It's going all the way back to pick up Adam and his sins. Hmm. The high priest makes his eight. I'm not sure of all the, how it goes, but he makes his steps. The righteous, the man, the steps of a righteous man are ordered. Makes his steps, and he pushes the curtain the other way, picking up all mankind from Adam right down to today. In the sins, he's asking for atonement for all mankind. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't live here at this moment. I live right now. This was two thousand years ago, but. He picked up the sins of all mankind. Right. And in the scripture reading, whether it's Ephesians 2 or Ephesians 1, it talks about his power. This Yahshua keeps the sun in the sky. This Yahshua keeps a seed that's a daisy to keep coming up as a daisy. This Yahshua keeps pregnant women to keep having babies instead of seals. It is his power, his glory, yeah, something to get you to see, wow, what, you know, it's not a wooden object. It's not a Buddha that John and Bob worked. Do you remember that Buddha house you guys were making? What'd you have to do? The Buddha had to go from springtime to wintertime. They had to carry it. Can you imagine asking Buddha to save your soul? when he don't even have the power to pick his fat rear up and go from one place to the other. Can you imagine? I mean, where are you going with that? People don't even think. They got a thing on their dash, and it's a saying, and they're like, please help me drive correctly and be safe and everything. Where are you going with that? <laughs> it's wooden and probably some stupid guy made it in jail, you know, and made a little thing and you put it on your dash. Where are you going with that? And yet we've got this savior that's proven the power, his effectual power. And that's why he wants you to look at the creation every single day and see how an infant comes out of the womb with absolutely no power of anything, right? They got to be carried. They got, and then at two and a half, she's going like this to me. <laughs> she's mad at me. How did you go from that little infant baby beauty to, <clears throat> right? And it ain't going to stop. <laughs> because that, that brain's going to keep going and going and going. How did she gather all that knowledge? So Yahshua, he's just completely acting out for us to see his power. So we say, I, we, yep. is it Rick? Read it. Yes, 1 and 19. 19. Say it. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward uh, to us word? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Of his mighty power. Every day, if I live with a guy that is like, say, Hulk. I know that's stupid. But if I live with Hulk every single day, <laughs> he proves his power. And he walks me to work. Do you think I'm afraid? No. I'm absolutely. Now, if every single day I got to walk with somebody that's smaller than me and weaker than me 
you got a problem. You see what I'm saying? You're scared. You have to see somebody in their power. Yes. Somebody that every single time, you know, when, <laughs> I'm going to use you, Bob. Sorry. When Bob was at our house years ago and he was cutting down a tree, I mean, even my father was amazed. <laughs> Bob was hanging. He wasn't like in a, you know, big thing that conveys you up into the tree and you he was swinging with his strong arms swinging with this hand holding on and this hand with a saw and he was cutting down a 50 foot oak tree am i exaggerating was it 50 feet bob it was an oak okay and he's swinging, and my mother and my sister and my father <laughs> watched him every day because they were blown away at the power. Wow. I'm just saying. He can walk me to the store. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I mean about Yahshua yeah. displays his power every single minute of every single day. So then when we read over here, he died for our sins. Right. Can we even get a, a mind handle on that? No. He is powerful. His power is effectual. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. So when you read that something was going to happen, okay, before it actually happens when somebody's life is written before they actually come in and do it that's a miracle <laughs> because you write biographies or autobiographies afterwards mm -hmm. right yeah but his whole story and we've already talked about it with the lamb and going through the red sea and israel coming up here and we've talked about this tabernacle pattern we've already talked about this yashua According to the scriptures, he would do these things, and it's all proving him out. It's all proving out this Yahshua and his effectual power. But it's not power so that we can be strong, or we can be uh, get a new job, be a CEO, or we can do this. or do. It's effectual in our heart and mind, and that's what Rick was already talking about. And it was effectual to Paul, and that's why he went on to preach. And that's why, quite frankly, we have class. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not trying to promote being, like, big, like, you know, that Joel guy. You know what I mean? He's got that big thing, and, I mean, it's just thousands of people that come to him. We're not trying to do that. Right. We don't know. But I'll tell you what. If you go back to the scriptures and you see Noah preaching for 120 years... And eight people get in the boat. <laughs> I don't feel bad. There's more than eight here tonight. Yeah. I don't feel bad. I don't know what Yahshua's doing. I don't really care because I know he's got it going on. He's got it covered. But eight people got in here. Did people die in the faith? Great if they did. But eight people, it's in the book. Eight people got in the ark. Mm-hmm. Yes. To show us something about Yahshua and his power, right? Yep. Yep. Now, I was reading, I was seeing something interesting last night. You guys, I'm just going to throw this out because it's interesting. They were saying the descendants in Europe are all from different sons of Noah. 
and they were showing how Japheth was a son of Noah and Japheth his name goes back to pale or light and then Ham his name goes back to dark one yes or dark mm -hmm. and they were showing how these sons went out across Europe and how you you might think of you know I mean everybody's coming from Adam and Eve okay but these you know you go through the stuff with Noah and then Noah's sons go out and so they were showing how the people in Europe how they um, could have come from these different sons and like Africans they're dark-skinned and then you got pale ones and you got this and you got that but it's all coming from that same source and I found it extremely interesting because we know we're from Adam and Eve but we when they start breaking it down like that and you start to really get your hands on something it's it's pretty amazing and so I want to look into it more but I wanted to throw that out because Maybe it'll stir up your minds, and you know, anybody that wants to look into something, it's always helpful to have more than one person looking at it. I already put Lloyd on something. Um, here was another thing that Georgiana told me today that <laughs> Lloyd was, he had lambs. <laughs> Georgiana told me in her research, she found out that if a snake bites a lamb, the lamb's blood immediately neutralizes the venom mm -hmm. and the snake cannot kill a lamb by the bite which is amazing which is amazing which is such a principle That's such beautiful. a beautiful principle about his effectual power yes <laughs> because the lamb here's the lamb here's the lamb yep, he's John that takes the away lamb. the sins yeah. right and what's the snake likened unto? Now, I'm not saying any snake in any zoo or any field is a Satan. <laughs> not saying that. But it's likened unto yeah. Satan. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that's why all these crazy people have to have snakes because they think they're extremely cool and wicked, and so are they. See what I'm saying? The snake cannot kill the lamb because the lamb's blood will immediately neutralize the venom. It's a beautiful principle. Yes. So this mystery of iniquity, he doesn't win, folks. He does not win. Right. I don't care what he's putting on you or what Yahweh's allowing him to put on you, just like Job. I'm not saying I want to go through Job's stuff. He lost all his kids. His houses were falling down. His, his animals, everything was caving in on him. His wife. Said, so curse him and die. But what happened with Job? At the very last chapter of Job, everything comes back to Job. I don't, I, mean, I don't know the exact number, but I'll say tenfold. He has more children. He has more fields and flocks. He has more houses. and Everything comes back to Job. But it was ripped away from him at first. And you know what Yahweh said? the mystery of iniquity here we go with the lamb and the snake Yahweh said to Joe or to Satan Satan goes well this Job of course he likes you there's a hedge around him I can't get near him Yahweh said I'll take away the hedge but you cannot touch his soul now we've all experienced that cannot touch your soul mm -hmm. so back to Sam read it Sam 
and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. So after- he's gone. Let's let's pick it up where he's gone through a death, mm. a burial. Okay. The death is in three. So for I delivered unto you first yep. of all that which I also received. Right. Yahshua died for our sins according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. According to a lamb dying back here. According to a burial in a Red Sea. And according to a resurrection. Three days journey through the Red Sea. And they come up and they are changed. They are a nation of slaves and they are now free. Yahshua was in this body. This flesh is a, it's a grave. You can read that in Isaiah. This is a grave. Okay. Buried and raises. And on the third day, he comes out of there and he pours out his heart, his spirit and our hearts and in our minds right. and, the, and the people. Peter and those guys that were up in that upper room. They came out of there. They came out of there boldly and they just started preaching the gospel. And you can tell there was a change in their heart and their mind. They didn't have a change of a haircut or new clothes. They had a change of heart and mind where they were not scared. And, you know, I don't know for sure all the ins and outs of how those guys died, but it wasn't pretty. Yeah, they were persecuted. It was not pretty. And who knows what could happen at any time now with all the unrest in the world? Who knows what could happen of any time? People are so tense and uptight. They just, you know, you look at somebody and they just want to start something. They're just so uptight. <laughs> you know, people in our clinic, they're just so ready. They they just start like, I don't know, like yelling and just, I, I, I don't know. Yashua knows. That's all I have to think about. Now I want... You, Tris, you, you're done, right, Sam? Yeah, I'm holding Timothy. Yes, for, yep. it's Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Okay. I want you to start in 1 and 7. Okay. And I just want to focus for my time up here on the power of this gospel. The effectual power that Yahshua can have on your heart and on your mind. Look at we're not the Christians, and we're not going to tell you that your gift of a thousand is going to go into a hundred thousand, because he's going to, you know, we're not going to tell you that. Right. Give, 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 and your gift is going to be, we're not going to tell you that. You're not going to see a basket passed here tonight. We're not going to talk about all the things that are going to come unto you. What we're going to talk about is you're going to have righteousness, you're going to have peace, and you're going to have joy. None of that bought at the store. None of that something that you can give in regards to a package. But we are going to have righteousness, peace, and joy. And I'm telling you what, if you got those and you're in the Holy Spirit, there's nothing else better. Right. Yeah. Things are going to happen, folks. And I'll tell you what, I'm driving to work and, you know, I'll just thank Yahshua that I'm driving to work. I got up, I, I could breathe, I didn't have like a, you know, a heart attack. I, yeah. You don't know. You <laughs> just don't know. No. You know? Now here's Ricky saying, I can't lift. I want to hear about this later, why you can't, but here he's saying, <laughs> <laughs> I can't lift. Things are falling apart, folks. Yeah. John went bowling last night. His arm, everything's all, you know? <laughs> 
I mean, I didn't even go bowling. I stayed home because of my ailments. You know, it's just like, I'm tired. <laughs> go ahead. I want Patricia to read that power. Second Timothy one and seven. Here's Timothy. Now, Timothy, if I'm not mistaken, hung around with Paul. He did. Okay. So he's seen a lot. And Paul actually has to have Timothy circumcised when he's old because he's got to go in the sanctuary. Now, I'm telling you what, folks, that'll, that'll prove yourself real quick. How about a guys? <laughs> all y'all line up and get circumcised. I don't know what that's like, but you know what I'm saying? We, you know, usually do that as babies and they wail, they scream, but they don't remember it. Right. Now, Abraham, when he was circumcised, guess what Abraham was? He did it gladly. He was an old guy. He got circumcised gladly. Yikes. Just think about <laughs> it. Just think about it. It'll give you chills. Go ahead. For Yahweh have not given us the spirit of fear. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, friends. But of, but of power and of love. Of power and of love. When you know somebody loves you and they have your back, you're not second guessing what they're doing. It may look stupid or the, it may look like, I don't get that. Why is he driving down the road with a girl? I don't get that. Oh no, you always got my back. I don't care, it's all good. Like Fred, Fred and Bev used to say, Bev said, <laughs> if she saw Fred with another woman, she'd say, eyes quit lying to me. <laughs> because Fred is such an awesome guy. Yeah. When we first moved there, this lady was actually writing Fred love letters from California. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> and me and John would just roar because everybody was, le Fred didn't know what to do about it. Here's Fred with his love letters, you know. <laughs> and Bev said she would just say, eyes quit lying to me because she just knew the man she married. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. We know the Yahshua that we're married to. So we don't have the spirit of fear. But we know power. we're covered with power and, and love. with love. And of a sound mind. And of a sound mind, friends. We've got to realize we are of a sound mind. I don't know what's going on. Like I said to John when we were driving here about um, Israel and um, the Philistines. I don't know what's going on there. I do not know. I have some ideas. You know, like why don't the Philistines pick up their army and fight Hamas and hand them over to Israel, right? Mm -hmm. All we hear about is the kids that are getting slaughtered. I don't like that. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But I want Philistines to pick up and do something and find Hamas under those tunnels, under the, in the hospitals yes. and dig them out yep. and flesh them out and get them over to Israel. Yep. Then Israel be satisfied. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of Yahweh. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Yahweh. You love Yahweh, and you know that when somebody says, you have your Christmas tree up, you know, farewell, here it comes. Here comes the mocking. You know, farewell. Mm -hmm. Many people right in the cafe, you know, right in the lunchroom, Deb, you have your Christmas tree up? They know I don't. They want everybody else to know. I say, no, I don't, you know, I don't put one up. What are you, Jewish? 
You know what I said to him? Is your, is your gold real? You want to get on me? Is your gold real? Yeah. <laughs> I shut him down. Yeah. <laughs> want to make something out of me, stupid? You got real gold on? I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> but it's coming. And I don't care anymore because guess what? He takes care of his own. I'm not ashamed of my husband. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what, folks? I don't care if you put a tree up. I do not care. I'm just not interested. And if somebody does, I don't care. And I don't, you know, what you have to do for your family, I don't care. I don't judge it because I don't care. If you do nothing or you do 85 things, not ours. Do what Yahshua lets you do. We're free. Right. You know what Yahshua's name means? Yahweh is liberation and freedom. Yes. Right. Do what you got to do. Now, I want Trish to get to this point. I got to shut up. Go okay. ahead, Trish. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of Yahweh, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of mm -hmm. Yahweh. The afflictions of the gospel who saved us according to the power of Yahweh and who called saved us. us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works yes. but according to his own purpose and grace mm -hmm. which was given us in Yahshua the Messiah before the world began did you get to immortality? I don't think so okay go <laughs> next verse just one more but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, who has abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Through the gospel. So when we see the power of the gospel, the good news that it brings to every soul, right? Yes. And we know. We're all going to die, folks. That's not the death we're talking about. We're all going to go to the grave in these bodies. They have to. But guess what? Something goes on. Something that cannot be destroyed, which is your soul. It goes on. And that's the power. That's the joy that we have. That's why we read these scriptures. Paul was, you know, he was really mighty. He really was. But I, I think sometimes I wouldn't have liked Paul. He's too in your face, you know. But... <laughs> He's really mighty in what he and what he gets into because he lived it. He actually went through. He he fell off his animal and he was taken to uh, Ananias's house. I think it was on Straight Street. And he had he was blinded for three days. And then guess what? The scales fell off his face. And he was able to see again. Mm -hmm. And so he went through a death, a burial, and a resurrection. Right. Well, I'm not Paul, and neither are you. But guess what? You go through it. Yeah, the principles You go through it. There. And guess what your hope is? For every death, Renee sings it. For every death, there's a burial. And for every burial, there's a resurrection. Right. I hope that made some sense. Thank you. Dr. Kometty. Speaker, it's my pleasure to introduce our Vice President, Dr. John Kometty. I'd like to say thank you. Um, 
And just so you know, my wife don't let me walk her to work. <laughs> that's all right. And you know, that's uh, that's right where I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go and come back to the scripture. But let's go over to uh, Gideon, the sixth chapter. Where is he hunting judges? Uh, yeah, the sixth chapter. I, I'm sorry, I meant to say judges, the sixth chapter. Chris, you can stay over in the scripture. Okay. And um, I know Ricky went down uh, yeah. at 11, but I want to start at 10. Okay. With that. Okay. Uh, go ahead, what, Trissy. What part go do ahead. You want? I want six and one, but go ahead. Oh, but maybe okay. about 11 you there, want too. Ephesians 11, or 2 and 11? Correct. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles well, now look flesh. being in t in times past Gentiles was already worked with that's where we are go ahead who are called uncircumcision by uh -huh. that which is called the circumcision right. in the flesh made by hands go ahead that at that time you were without the Messiah being aliens Wait, from uh, you know what started eight I'm sorry that's okay I missed it Two and eight of yep. Ephesians. For by grace are you That's saved what I through faith. Okay. And that so not by grace are ye saved, right? Yes. Through faith. Through faith. Go ahead. And that not of yourselves. And that has nothing to do with ourselves. Right. Okay. It is the gift of Yahweh. This is a gift of Yahweh. Right? Yes. So so this is Paul saying that, you see, uh, we have nothing to boast about. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's all Yahweh working the work. Okay? And when I say this, I do want to recognize um, I've had, you know, to do a lot with veterans in the last few days because of my job. I do want to thank our veterans um, on this day, being 9-11, you see, um, and with the knowledge of what we just read, it's 11-11, it, uh, what am I saying? 11-11, <laughs> I meant to say about uh, November, but we have um, him that would have put that in the heart of our veterans to serve. Yes. So in totality, in totality, it's him protecting us. Yes. But you see, just as Moses, you see, it would appear that led them out. Do you follow me? I want you to see the same principle today with our veterans. Right. Right? Yes. And I'm going to show more of this, but go, go ahead now. And I'm so, saying about our veterans, not because, do you follow me? All the glory goes to them. Yes. The glory goes to Yahweh. Yes. Okay. Now, go ahead now. So, it is the gift of Yahweh, not of works, right. lest any man should boast. See, because then we would be able to boast if it had anything to do with us working up on something. Go ahead now. For we are his workmanship. See, we are. That's what I want you to see. We are his workmanship. Yes. He's that husband that built us up. Right. He's that husband 
that raised Moses up. Do you follow me? And I'm going to get over. He's that one that chose Gideon. He's that one that took David, right? What was David? He wasn't no big... Um, he was a kid. He wouldn't, Debbie wouldn't want to mock her to school, right? <laughs> no. Huh? No. No, he was a runt, right? Yeah, yes. ruddy. Ruddy, right? <laughs> huh? Yes. But that's what Yahweh chose yeah. to defend him and because he didn't want it to make it look like it was, a, David. It was David. You follow me? Right. Mm -hmm. See, he wanted David, he wanted to show that it was him right. that was working this good work. Right. Right? Now let's go get Gideon. Gideon six and one. Uh-huh. The children Judges. Judges. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of Yahweh. And now look, the them. children of Israel did evil in the sight of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. A repeated conversation. Mm -hmm. Go ahead now. And Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Midian. So what did Yahweh do? He delivered them into the hand, right? Mm -hmm. And when we, we always talk about, we go back to Moses, okay, and look at these principles. Did not Yahweh deliver, you see, the children of Israel into the hand of Pharaoh. Pharaoh? Yes. And did not Yahweh choose somebody to bring him them up yeah. out of that land? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go ahead now. The hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. The hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Now, if you look these things up, you're going to track it right back to where Ricky, was, uh, um, Dr. Trevison was talking earlier. Right back to Abraham, to Cain, as that uh, second speaker said, right? Yes. See, it's all one family. Right. I want you to see right here. That's right. This is family once again, Against fighting family. Right. Mm -hmm. Got me? Yeah. Go ahead. The children of Israel made themselves the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Uh, and so it was when Israel had sown that the Midian... Where are you at? One or what? Six and three. No, I, I want about ten. Verse I want the angel appearing okay. to him. Uh, twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Verse twelve. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him and said unto him, Yahweh is with thee, thou mighty man. Now look, Yahweh is with thee. Tristan, go over and get me Exodus 1... 20th chapter. Okay. Go ahead, Debbie. Gideon said unto him, O my El, if Yahweh be with us, why then is all this befallen us? Hey, look, wait a minute. I, this is, look at this story has not changed. Right. So in other words, if God be with us, why am I experiencing this? Right. Yeah. Right? Huh? Yahweh, if you're with us, why are we experiencing this? Right? Yes. Don't we all have those thoughts? Why me? Right? Go ahead now. And where are all his miracles, which are... Oh, oh did you ever hear that one? Yes. You know, when a family's in, in dire... Where are all his miracles? Right? right? Uh, they're saying it right now about Israel and those children that was yeah. talked about. Right? Yeah. And those hostages. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's it. See? That's one of the first carnal mind questions. Then where's God? That all these children are getting, do you follow me? He's got mm -hmm. that protected. He's got that covered. 
We got examples of that with, with Stephen, to having those stones cast out at him and never felt the stone. Don't worry about how Yahweh's working it. We need to be concerned about understanding his purpose right. and how he operates. Go ahead. Did not Yahweh bring us up out of Egypt? Did not Yahweh? See, look at when when I came down here and I heard these things and repeatedly went back and looked at events as the as the first speaker had said, check these things out. All of them lined up together. Right. You see, when it says go back to Moses and I read right here this angel that's talking to Gideon says, didn't I bring, where'd he go? Right back to Moses, right? Huh? Yeah. See, you see what the spirit of Yahweh will cause a man to do. Yeah. That wasn't his thought. See, Yahweh caused that conversation. Go ahead. But now Yahweh has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. But now Yahweh has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Go ahead. And Yahweh looked upon him and said, Go in this might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. So he's saying, look, you're going to go, and you're going to get Israel just as Moses went down here and brought the children of Israel up out of Egypt right. or in that bondage state that they were in. Go ahead. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, Oh my El, wherewith shall I save Israel? How, how am I going to save Israel, right? Yeah. Well, Moses stuttered a little bit about going back down there, right? Yeah. Huh? Say, hey, uh, I'm not too hot on the language. I don't know if I should go. Yeah. Yep. Right? I want you to see the principles are the same in these 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 types of situations that the children of Yahweh find themselves in. Yes. Like us today and where we find ourselves. Right. Right. Go ahead. Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Oh, I'm the least. What was David? The least. The least in his family, right? Yes. Right? Yes. His own father didn't even have him up right. there for the special event. Right. He says, you know, when Yahweh rejects all the other brothers, is this all of them? Right? Isn't that what's sad? Yeah. Well, I got one little runt out in the field, right? Right. Uh, watching the sheep. Get him here. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I want you to see Yahweh chooses yes. the least of them. Because he, or that man could boast. Right. You got me? Yeah. yeah. You put up you put up a giant that was equal to Goliath. What power does that show? Right? Yes. Yeah. Got me? We ain't looking about or looking at an equal fight here. This is a lopsided fight. Don't fight yourself thinking you are anything. Right. You see, when it comes to the purpose of Yahweh, right. other than love. Yeah. And it's by mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. Go ahead now. Yahweh said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midian. Oh, he's, Yahweh said, Surely I will be with thee. Trissy, I want Exodus 20. You stay right there, Dad. We ain't even going to get off that. Do you this want year. 20 and 1? One? 1, yes. And 
Exodus 20 and 1, and Yahweh spoke <coughs> all these words, saying, I am Yahweh thy Elohim, uh, which have brought thee out of the land well, of Egypt. All right, I'm the one. He didn't say Moses. I want you to see, right? Right. Out of the house of Bar I'm the one that brought you, and that's why I want you to know. Our veterans, you see, they did it because Yahweh put it in their heart. Yes. See? Yeah. He caused that to happen. He caused all of that in this country to come together during the, 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 the world wars, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. To overcome. Right. Because yes. he had a purpose. He needed work. Right. Go ahead now, where you are. <sighs> you, Chrissy, yes. Three, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any... No, I missed it. Okay. What Try 25. 25. What are you looking for? I'm looking for when they go out to... You know what? It's not... It's Deuteronomy 20. Okay. Deuteronomy. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I misquoted that. Okay. It's Deuteronomy. I'm quite sure. Deuteronomy 20 and 1. Yeah. 20 and 1. Is it? That's it. Okay. okay. All right. I missed, I missed it. <coughs> go, there, John. go ahead. Deuteronomy 20 and 1. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies. Now look. And seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou. So in other words, when it looks real bad for you. Be right? not afraid. Don't be afraid. Be not afraid of them. Right. Don't be afraid of what's coming. Right. Got me? It don't matter how much you're outnumbered. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He's telling us, look, you're mine. Yeah. Read it, Trissy. For Yahweh, thy Elohim, is with thee. Now Yahweh is with thee. Right? Yes. Big one. Go ahead. Which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Egypt, right? See, once again, where, where are we at? Right back there is the vent of Moses, right? Yeah, right. See? Go ahead. And it shall be when you come near unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. Right. And say unto them, Hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Right. Let not your hearts faint. See, now look it. Don't be weak in your heart. Right. Right? Fear not. Fear not. And don't don't approach these things that we deal with daily with fear. Right. Fear not. Yes. Because Yahweh's with you. Yes. Right? Yes. Go on now. And do not tremble. Don't tremble. Don't even have a second thought about it. Yes. Right? Neither be you terrified because of them. Don't you even be terrified because of them. For Yahweh your Elohim is he that goes with you. He goes with you. To fight for you. Oh, I want you to enemy. see who's fighting and why I started the way I did with our veterans. Yeah. He's the one that's fighting it, right? Yes. He's the one. He's the one. Go ahead, finish up here. For Yahweh your Elohim is he that goes with you to fight for you. He's the one that goes. He's the one that fights for you. Go ahead. To save you. To save you. And the officer shall speak unto the people. Now this is the officer, right? That was the priest we were talking about. He was gonna give, now the officer's gonna give a lecture. Right. And I want you to see how Yahweh chooses. See, yes. he eliminates them. Go ahead. And the officers shall speak unto the people. And the officers are going to say to the people. Saying, what man is there that 
hath built a new house and hath not done. So is there anybody here that built a new house? All the ones that raised their hand, you might as well go because you ain't lived in it yet. <laughs> right? That's the mercy of Yahweh. Got me? Go on, next one. Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle. Right, we don't want him to die in the battle. It's and, not about numbers is what I'm trying to get you to see. Right. Go ahead. And what man is he that have planted a vineyard and has not H yet? How about the up? guy that planted a vineyard? Yeah. He labored all this time and he hasn't had any of the fruit yet. Yep. You know what he said? Let him go. And return unto his house. And return to his house. Lest he die in the battle. Lest he die in the and battle. another man eat it. Right. And see. what man is there that hath betrothed a wife? And has not taken. No, somebody's got a wife amongst us, and they ain't come together. Let him you go, go home. Let right? him go and return unto right? his house. Go ahead. Lest he die in the bed. Go on him to die in the bed. I'm trying to show you how Yahweh is separating. You see what I'm yes. saying? Each one according to, if I can say it this way, their gifts. Right. Or what they are, or what they have. Go ahead now, Trissy. Uh, I have enough of that. You you can read the rest of it. Yeah, there's a ton on. a ton with this. Yeah. But I just wanted to show you how Yahweh told His people to be ready when we go into battle. Right. Right. Yeah. And look at folks, this is a battle. Oh yeah. There is a mystery of iniquity that is loosened. Do you follow me? For the sake and purpose of Yahweh. All right? And we are in a battle all the time. Right. Go back to where you were, Debbie, now. Uh, Judges 6 and 14. Uh -huh. Yahweh looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Oh, he said, Now you go and save Israelite from the hand of these Midianites. Go ahead. 16. Yahweh said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites. Surely I will be with thee and smite them, right? As one man. Didn't we just read about what Yahweh made the promise of? Mm -hmm. now I'm showing you over here, do you follow me? In the prophets, that Yahweh is keeping that commitment. Right. He's going to be with them. Debbie, I want you to get six now. One. Oh, where are you at? No, Where'd that you was six and uh, seven and one. Okay. Seven and one. <coughs> then Jeroboam or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gideon. <laughs> Jeroboam looks like to me, too. <laughs> who is Gideon and all yes. the people who were with him rose up early and encamped beside the well of Herod. So that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill. Of All right, wait a minute. I, want, I did want towards the end of six, son. Uh, if we were in six. Say? What do you think? I want the lapping. Oh, okay. Uh, laughing. Lapping. 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 Oh, lapping. Okay, let me see here. Everybody <coughs> sees it yellow. Um, verse four. Okay, uh, 7 and 4. Yahweh said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water. And oh. Sorry, I won. <laughs> Did I? Okay, they're in bondage. Oh, we got them in bondage. We're, here, we're laughing. Uh, I, I met one of the things I didn't hear yet, if I'm not mistaken, they're in bondage for how many years? Seven. Seven. Okay, no, I missed that. Three. Huh? Wait, no, I think it's seven. seven. It's I seven. think it's seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, now, so I want you to see 
They're in bondage for seven years. You got me? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. You see, uh, not quite as long as the bondage they had experienced down here, but the still the principle remains the same that Israel is in bondage. You follow me? And you, you go and you look at some of these spiritual meetings of these groups, uh, these Canaanites, the Ammonites, all of them. You're going to find out a lot of them deal and they show evil. Yeah. You follow me? And, and I heard somebody the other day talk about Dr. Kinley uh, and Mitchell walking him to the. Let me say this: What I know that Freddie used to say about that is why Dr. Kinley liked to go to the matches because every match had good and evil. Mm. Right, Deb? Do you always say that? Mm -hmm. Good and evil. And talk about how many times they all went as groups. You know, follow me? Mm -hmm. And Doc would sit there and laugh and have a good time mm -hmm. because he was watching good and evil. Mm -hmm. No different than, you see, the good and evil we talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. But that was in a fun sense. Mm -hmm. Go ahead now. Mm -hmm. Judges 7 and 4. Uh-huh. And Yahweh... And Yahweh... Oh, okay. Go ahead, Bill. Thank you. Two. He two. said, pick up two. two. And Yahweh said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give too many the Midianites no, into their hands. Right. See, no different than you ain't picked any of your grapes, go home. You ain't been with your wife yet, you go home. He's picking. You follow me? Mm -hmm. He's choosing according to qualities. Right. Go on now. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, uh -huh. saying, "Mine own hand have saved me." Yeah. So what? The, well, mm -hmm. you hear me. You hear what? Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. You see what's the book saying about it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No different than Paul said in 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 Ephesians, right? Yeah. Right. Nope. I don't want them to be able to say they got anything right to do with this. Right. Nothing. Yeah. But yet. This mystery is going to get the fur of many going and think, we got to do this. If, if we're the body of Yahshua, we need to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. You may need to do that, but it's not a one-size-fits-all. Do this mm -hmm. and do that. Mm -hmm. Got me? Yes. You, you go by how Yahweh moves you. Exactly. Go ahead now. Three, now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early oh, from Mount Gilead. Look, I want you to see. Uh, we were in the law, right? Yep. He read it in the law. Yep. Now he's doing the same thing here. Mm -hmm. If you're fearful and you're afraid, go home. Go mm -hmm. home. Go home. Mm -hmm. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So more than half mm -hmm. yeah. were afraid. Yeah. Didn't keep in mind what Yahweh promised them in Deuteronomy, right? Yes. Don't be them. Don't be that 20,000. Right. See, or whatever that number is that scooted away. Yeah. You stay. You follow me? Yes. Yahweh made a promise to his children That's that he will keep. Yes. Go ahead. And Yahweh said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water and I will try them for thee there. I want you to realize something. This is a nation that's been in bondage for seven years. So... If, if, and they're supposed to raise up, right? Now, he ain't even taking 
all of them with him to show who's running the show. You would think they needed the whole bunch of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Come on, they're in they're in bondage is what we're trying to show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And nobody has ever made a a, a hindrance of an uprise. Right? Right. Yes. Go ahead. I will try them for thee there, and it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, yep. the same shall go with thee. Yep. And uh, of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee. So who's picking, who's choosing? Yahweh. Yahweh's choosing Always. who is going to be the fighters, you follow me, right. for him, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead now. So he brought down the people unto the water, and, the, and Yahweh said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Right. Likewise, everyone that boweth down so, on his knees Look at it. It's, it's a matter of if, if they're going to go down and get a drink of water, right. watch the way they drink the water, right? <laughs> then he bows down, right? Yeah. For those, you send them home. You, yeah. Go ahead now, finish this. Go ahead. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his yep. knees to drink, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. <laughs> But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Right. And Yahweh said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that lapped, will I save you. And By those 300 men. Will I save you. Will I save you. Right? And, See? And deliver the Midianites into thy hand. And he's going to take that enemy just as he took, you see, that enemy down here that was against that child, right? Yep. And he wanted them to know, you see, that it wasn't all that whole army that was needed right. to, you see, yes. free those people. Take those 300. Yeah. Go ahead. Take those 300 men that lapped will I uh -huh. save you and deliver the Midianites unto thy And those hand. are the ones we're going to take down and, and we're going to save. And them let with. all the other people go, every man unto Let them all, let the rest of them go. Yep. And you're going to wind up, I, we don't have time. I, I'll tell you, I wish we did because there's so much more in this whole thing that we sometimes don't ever get into. Right. But Yahweh lets them know, you follow me, and shows that it's him. You see, yes. no different than he did back there in Deuteronomy before they went over. You right. follow me? Yes. You see, now go back over to that scripture and start our, our, our scripture tonight. Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians, yes. Go ahead, Tris. Uh, Ephesians 2 and 12. Uh, now I want you to know, and you correct me, Dr. Trevison, if I'm incorrect. This city he's in is loaded with idolatry. Yes. Right? Yes. Exactly. Yes. See? This, they, they this, you couldn't find probably a more... Say yeah, oh yeah. There's there's good stuff on that too, uh, of who they were worshiping and all that. But I want you to see that this is they are under idolatry. In other words, you see, the majority of this area was heavily into the the different gods of the area. No different than Egypt was back there. Go ahead now. Right. Right. 
2 and 12, that at the time you were without the Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. No hope. And without Yahweh. And without Yahweh, right. Go ahead. But now in Yahshua the Messiah, you who sometimes were far off. Now look, you see, this is... This is the gift of Yahweh that got you and I in, okay? When he says, you see, uh, that's how we come in as Gentiles. And then are under the same code of honor. When you're out there fighting, don't be afraid. Right. You follow me? Uh, One more scripture and I'm down. Okay. Who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of the Messiah. Are far off are made near by the blood of the Messiah. Go ahead. For he is our peace. He, for he. This is where our peace is. Right. Let's not look here and there. Here is where our peace is. Go ahead. Has made both. Now look. Sometimes it may not look like that, right? Right. You, you're telling me that, you see, as Gideon was prepared to go in, you see, and fight those those Ammonites or whatever they were yeah. fighting, Ammonites, there was a couple of them. But anyways, you the ites. Yeah, the ites. Them ites. The ites. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You see? And telling them, don't be afraid. Don't be worried, right? Right. You see? And why he separated the, the ones that would be fearful, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Because he knew the hearts of those men. Right. You think any of those men fooled Yahweh that we're going to walk away? Freddie Helen, you would always say that. I don't want to argue with you about predestination. Let me just put it to you this way. Wouldn't surprise me that Yahweh knew their heart. That's what he write up. Yes. How many times did he ever say that? Yep. I won't argue about predestination, but let me say this. I don't think it's fooling Yahweh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go on now, Tracy. Where you are? He is our peace. He's our peace. Who have made it? Uh, who made both one? Uh huh. And has broken down See, the middle wall. He of broke down that middle wall. Us. That's why that veil that was talked about by the second was ripped out of there, right? Yeah. See, there ain't no more having to go in and around. Do you follow me? Yeah. We're before the presence, right? Of yeah. Yahweh, right? Yep. Finish. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained Uh in ordinances for to make... Look, we ain't saying anything that this book don't say. That was taken out. So why has the world got it? Look, all I wanted to show you tonight was that Yahweh is in total control. Yep. All right? We don't need to fear what's going on in the world. We don't need to fear what's going on in our home. We don't need to fear what's going on in our town. Yahweh's got control. Do you follow me? Now, sometimes it may not appear that way, but the glory that Yahweh has for his children is far greater than the little bit of suffering or pain that we may find ourselves going through in the flesh. I hope and trust you got something right. Thank you, Dr. Kometi. And that concludes this evening's lecture. Could y'all please rise for the vexology. Appreciate everyone's attendance. And appreciate our viewers on YouTube, too. And now into Yahshua, who alone is able to keep us from falling 
and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Yahshua, our Savior, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and for all times. We'll all say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah.